Welcome to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag horror hostess evil coming to you from my layer of eternal damnation. So I have to tell all of you out there in podcast land, the movie I'm reviewing tonight is one of my childhood favorites. I used to rent this one from the video store a lot as a kid. Well, until they started playing it on TV and then I just taped it for myself, which I did a lot with my favorite horror movies. Wait, maybe that's why I hadn't watched as many horror movies as I thought? Because I was just re-watching ones that were only at our little video store or that I caught on TV myself. Huh. Self-realization's happening tonight on the Reflections of Darkness podcast. <laughs> well, before I get too deep into that scary area of my brain, we better get started on tonight's main feature. Enjoy. Tonight, we are reviewing The Monster Squad from 1987. And it starts off with that TriStar flying horse again. Hashtag raised by TV. Is TriStar still a thing? Huh. I'll have to Google that later. Anyway, the movie opens up with some scrolling text. 100 years before the story begins, it was a time of darkness in Transylvania, when Dr. Abraham Van Helsing and a small band of freedom fighters conspired to rid the world of vampires and monsters and to save mankind from the forces of eternal evil. They blew it. <laughs> then, title card. Bam. The Monster Squad. In an amazing graveyard opening credits. And then the camera's panning towards a huge, gorgeous castle during a thunderstorm. Inside the castle crypt, a bunch of coffins. Oh, and look. Armadillos. How very Dracula 1931. <laughs> and we see a massive bat hanging from the ceiling. And bam. Manhand. And then a very handsome Count Dracula drops to the floor. Outside, Van Helsing and his freedom fighters are coming. They dynamite the gate, bust in. They see a woman eating a possum. After they kill her, they see this beautiful jewel amulet sparkling thing. And they get this clearly local village girl uh, to read an incantation. And the amulet starts going crazy. And then bam, a giant sucking hole appears. No, not me. It's a whirlpool into limbo. It sucks in the girl, some chairs, Van Helsing maybe? I don't know. But not Dracula? I mean, I don't think. It just goes kind of there before anybody showed up. Anyway, maybe that's where they blew it. Cut to present day, well, present day 80s, and some lame principal is lecturing two kids, Sean, our main kid, in his iconic Stephen King rule shirt, and his fellow monster club friend, Patrick. And the principal is telling them why they have to be better in school, then there's stuff about their teacher, they call Meow Mix because she kind of looks like a cat. Then they leave his office, and then there's some light homophobia, which we'll just skip over. Uh, then we cut to the bully scene with Horace, uh, who people call Fat Kid. Uh, so, more light homophobia, the bullies knock his candy bar to the ground, step on it. Then Horace tries to be brave, but the bullies just start hitting him. Then who shows up but my childhood crush, Rudy, on his bicycle. Then he lights a match off his shoe and smokes. <laughs> oh my god, this kid is in like junior high and smoking. And he's also dressed kind of like it's the 50s. But I like, I think there was, in the 80s, there was a small resurgence of the 50s aesthetic. 
maybe? Thanks to Grease? I don't know. Anyway, Rudy shows up, and then he makes the bully eat the ground snickers, you know, justice for fat kid. Sorry, Horace. So as the other boys, Sean and Patrick, are walking home, we meet Sean's little sister, Phoebe, and we see the old scary German guy's house. Just as Horace asked if Rudy can be in the Monster Club. I mean, I'd let Rudy in the Monster Club. I'd let Rudy anywhere. When I was a kid, okay, I'm not a pervert. Anyway, cut to an airplane with two jokester pilots, and they start hearing noises in the back of the plane. Well, they are just carrying a bunch of coffins, so one of the pilots goes to check it out, and he sees a rat and then a big bat. And, oh look, there's Dracula. And he has Frankenstein's monster in a box. Then the one pilot just opens the Bombay doors. Do all planes have Bombay doors? No, probably not. Anyway, he opens the Bombay doors. Frankenstein's box falls out, and Dracula just hovers there over the empty hole. It's a great shot. And then Dracula just turns into a bat and flies away with the box. So the crate drops into the swamp, and the bat is just hanging out in the tree watching it. Cut to every 80 kid's fantasy treehouse. I would have killed for a treehouse like this. I don't think there were a lot of these in real life. I mean, or at least that's what I tell myself so I'm still not jealous as an adult. Not in a treehouse. Rude. Anyway, Rudy sees from the window of the treehouse that he can see into Patrick's sister's room while she changes. So that makes him kind of want to join this club. <laughs> so then we get the monster test to see if Rudy can even join the club. Okay, you guys. We should let him in on one condition. Monster, monster test. Rudy! Come on, it's a monster test. It's important, okay? Second way to kill a vampire. Mm, I give up. Daylight. Sunlight. Fat <laughs> kid, what other kind of light is there during the day? Oh, wait, Pete. Okay, question two. Is Frankenstein the name of the monster or the guy who made him? The guy. Right. Can't you read? Mom said you have to let me in the club or else it's prescription. That's discrimination, jerkoid. Prescriptions, drugs, which you're on if you think you're getting up here. Come on, Sean, I know about monsters. Two ways to kill a werewolf. Silver bullet? And? That's it. Shoot him with a silver bullet. Nope. Sorry, Rudy. <laughs> okay, so what's the other way? What? Second way to kill a werewolf. Um. Car crash? Accident with power tools? Old age? Falling out a window? Onto a bomb? Sean, Phoebe, dinner! Oops, gotta go. So, Sean's mom finds a book by Van Helsing at an estate sale, but it's all in German. What are the odds? <laughs> Cut to Dracula in this super cool, big, black, long hearse with a silver skull hood ornament being all dramatic and announcing, It begins! Cue the thunder and lightning. <laughs> Cut back to Sean's house, and we meet Sean's cop dad, the very stereotypical macho dad type. And he gets a call from the office, and in the background, a man is raging, saying he needs to be locked up because he's a werewolf, and he's throwing cops around, then finally one just shoots him. Then we cut to the reason why Sean's dad got called. We get called to the museum, and an Egyptian exhibit. And Sean's dad and his funny partner and a missing mummy. So let me get this straight. You telling me there was this two thousand year old mummy here, right? Yes, sir. Uh, but now he's not here. He's gone. Vanished. Just, just. And you're saying you didn't hear anybody come in here or leave? Is that right? Can you hear me now? Hello? 
I can hear you fine. So nobody took the money. I would have heard them. Of course he would have. A stupid question. Did you take them? No, sir. Just a shot. That's it, Bill. This case is too hard, man. Let's be firemen instead. I'm glad you're getting major laughs out of this, Rich. The problem is, 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. Cut to the mummy walking away all by himself. <laughs> Just as an ambulance passes in with the werewolf in the back. Uh-oh, full moon. Wolf jump scare. Bye-bye, ambulance guy. Who was listening to headphones while driving? I don't think that's very safe. You're going to cause an accident. Then we cut back to Sean watching the movie from his roof. Luckily, he lives right next to the drive-in theater. Remember drive-in theaters? Are they still a thing? I mean, they were during the pandemic for a hot minute, but did they survive again? I don't know. Anyway, his dad joins him on the roof with some fast food and, ooh, Pepsi product placement. Cut to the wolfman and the mummy and Dracula meeting in the woods near the swamp. And that silver-headed wolf cane clearly inspired from the original wolfman from 1941. Then, the not-creature-from-the-black-lagoon, the gill man, gets the Frankenstein monster out of the swamp. Okay, and then this next part, with the portable nipple clamps and the lightning rod, made me laugh as an adult. As a kid, this was, you know, obvious that they would use the clamps to wake the monster. So they attach them to his neck bolts and conjure the lightning, and ba-boom, he's alive. The monster's awake. Now they are all here. You've got Dracula, the mummy, the gill man, Frankenstein's monster, and the wolfman. Wolfman howls, thunder crashes, and we're off. Back to Sean's house. Sean sees he's got a message on the whiteboard next to the phone from A. Lucard about Van Helsing's diary. And Sean figures out that that's just Dracula backwards. And that always makes me think of that Dracula series from like 1990 with the awesome intro music. And the guy playing Dracula went by Alexander Lucard. I loved that series. That Dracula was also super cute. Anyway, then we get the awesome monster in the closet scene with the mummy and the youngest member of the Monster Club, Eugene. But why was the mummy in the closet in the first place? And then why did he just leave the closet and go out the window? It was an odd scene just so, you know, the little boy could say, monster in my closet. I was like, okay. Maybe something, you know, got cut that we didn't see that makes that scene make more sense. Then the next day, we get the Monster Squad formation. Okay, Raw here. What's the deal? Yeah, what the hell's Monster Squad? It's us. We're the Monster Squad. Since when? Since now. What's a squad? It's like Miami Vice, I think. Look, I think there's monsters. Like real ones. I heard my dad talking on the telephone to a guy down at the police station. There was a guy screaming he was a werewolf, and they shot him. Then the body disappeared from the corner van, and the corner guy was dead. So what? He got shot and a werewolf took his body? No, you peanhead, he was a werewolf. Maybe. But if they shot him... It must have been regular bullets, not silver ones. Look, I know this will sound pretty stupid, but a mummy disappeared from the museum tonight. Mummy came in my house. And guys, Dracula might be here too. Oh man, fat kid farted. God damn, would you shut up? Did you hear a word I said? The guys are dead. Get a clue? Something's out there and it's killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us. 
cut to a gorgeous old dilapidated mansion with secret passageways and Dracula and the monster. And Dracula wants the monster to get the diary back from those children and kill them. <laughs> then we cut to the kids standing out of scary German guy's house because they need him to translate the diary for them. Then we get another little cut to uh, Frankenstein ripoff with Phoebe by the lake and Frankenstein walks up just like in the original 1931 version. This movie has a lot of these little Easter eggs like this and I love them. So then we cut back to the German guy whose actual title in this movie is Scary German Guy. <laughs> anyway, we get more Pepsi product placement and a little exposition from said Scary German Guy. Good and evil are in constant flux back and forth. Only once every hundred years are these forces balanced. And what about the amulet? The amulet, so nearly as I can translate, is concentrated. Good. It is a talisman which wards off evil and is, how you say, uh, indestructible. That means it can't be destroyed. Or in any case, normally destroyed. However, and this part is underlined, once every hundred years, at the stroke of midnight, the amulet becomes vulnerable, and at that moment it can be shattered. And if it is? Then the balance between good and evil will shift, and evil will rule. However, our friend Mr. Van Helsing claims there is a way to stop the forces of darkness. How? If one could gain possession of the amulet before those forces, then every hundred years at midnight, there is another option. A ceremony which, when followed to the letter, will open a hole into limbo itself, where dwell the damned, a vortex which, like a great whirlwind, can swallow the forces of evil forever. We find out also that the German guy was a Holocaust survivor and that he knows who the real monsters are. Odd thing to put in a children's movie, but you know, it's poignant. As the boys are making plans, Phoebe introduces them to the monster, and they all run and hide. And she holds his giant finger. This man is huge. So after they find out he's nice, they take him up to their clubhouse. And as always, the monster is a sad character who's not scary and wants to be good, and they show him a Frankenstein monster mask, and it makes him sad because he's not scary. So they convince him they're they're happy and they all walk off into the sunset so everyone's happy right for now back to the old mansion that we find out was van helsing's descendants house and dracula is looking for the amulet which they obviously hid there and he knows that it's there and after hammering a hole in the wall he sees it glowing green in the room with tons of crucifixes hanging around it cue 80s montage to this cool song and the kids get ready for the monster showdown and Rudy's making stakes and silver bullets and stealing an archery set. Eugene is writing to the army guys. Some of the other ones are getting maps. And I love an 80s montage moment. They just don't do those things anymore, do they? I don't know. It's great. And it was set to a great song. 
back to the mansion, and Dracula has drugged the Wolfman until he turns back into the Wolfman. But the Wolfman didn't take the pills, and he just escaped to call the police and try to warn them. Crenshaw. Hurry, get all your men and send them down to 666 Shadowbrook Road. It's an old mansion. He's found the amulet. There's, there's no time. Who the hell is this? I'm the one they shot last night. I'm a werewolf now. But... Have a nice night. No, 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 no. Don't hang up. Uh, he's going to kill your son. Now down at 666 Shadowbrook Road, we get a funny Twinkies product placement with the Gill Man scene. There's a lot of product placement in this movie. You've got Snickers, Pepsi, Twinkies, uh, and I think there are some more coming. <laughs> so since they need a virgin for the incantation, Patrick and Rudy get Patrick's sister in the treehouse to ask her a very important question. So, what did you want to ask me? What do we want to ask you? Okay, uh, sis, me and Ru Rudy. Your show, Ace. Okay, we just wanted to know. <coughs> okay, what we want to know is, are you a villain? <clears throat> Look, what's your brother is so delicately attempting to inquire and let me have my own personal curiosity is the degree to which you may have or have not at some point in time been dorked. You guys are sick. Guess what? Fox Photos got a two-for-one deal this week, and wouldn't you know it, there's a space on the bulletin board right between the prom committee notes and the football roster. So basically, they blackmail her into revealing her virginal status. Okay, canceled. Me too. Bye. Cut back to the mansion, and Dracula is about to dynamite the wall to get at the amulet. Just as the kids enter the mansion with the Frankenstein monster, Dracula blows up the wall, making the entire entryway collapse onto the monster. So sadly, they think he's dead. It's a very sad scene, but they have to leave him. Then we get the iconic Wolfman kicked in the nard scene. Then there's the Brides of Dracula, then Dracula, as they all scooby-doo around the house until they find the Hardy Boy secret passageway, well, trap door, and they fall right in front of the amulet. Sean grabs it, Dracula grabs him, and tries to get the amulet, but Horace, of course, has a slice of pizza, well, extra garlic pizza, clearly, in his pocket, and he pushes it into Dracula's face, and they all run away and join up with the others, including Scary German Guy. <laughs> well, he's driving. So they all head towards the center of town. While on the way, they see the mummy, and the mummy attacks. Eh. So Rudy wraps the wrapping of the mummy around an arrow, shoots it into a tree, and it unravels like a spool of thread. Bye-bye, mummy. Just dusts and strips of linen. See you later, band-aid breath. So Sean's dad is on his way to 666 Shadowbrook Way when all of a sudden a big, long, black hearse drives right through the police car. So they turn around and go after it. Dracula, clearly, was driving to Sean's house. He goes into the backyard, throws more dynamite into the treehouse. Bye-bye, treehouse. That sucks. That treehouse was fucking cool. Any hoozle. 
uh, as the cops, Sean's dad, shows up, Drac lights another stick of dynamite. He has so much dynamite in this movie. Lights another stick of dynamite and throws it under the police cruiser with Sean's dad's partner in it. Boom. Gone. Bye. Dracula then says, I will have your son. That's a terrible Transylvanian accent. Sorry. He says, I will have your son. And then Bat flies away. <laughs> so the dad walkie-talkie Sean to find out where he is. Okay. Now, I remember walkie-talkies being so hyped up in the 80s and early 90s. But when you got them, they basically sucked unless you were in the next room. And they always needed like a million batteries. And the movies like this really made you think you could be on the other side of town talking to people. I'm clearly still bitter about this. <laughs> anyway, Sean's dad finds out that they're almost at the town square and he heads that way. Now we are in the town square as the bat is flying towards Sean. His dad shoots it and the bat flies into a building. They go into the building and it's this half man, half bat thing. And it's actually really gross looking as he's trying to heal himself, but he can't transform because he got shot. Anyway. So Sean's dad has a stick of dynamite himself, and he's going to blow up Dracula. But the werewolf shows up. So they tussle. He puts the dynamite in the pants of the werewolf, shoves him out a window, and he explodes into a bunch of pieces. It's a great scene. But, like Rudy said earlier, there's only one way to kill a werewolf. So we see all the wolf pieces come back together, and he's a werewolf again. Okay, so by this time, Patrick's sister is reading the incantation. Badly. But she finishes, and nothing happens. You're absolutely sure that she is... You're not a virgin, are you? No? No, what do you mean, no? Well, Steve, but he doesn't count! Doesn't count! So the werewolf, all back together again, heads for the cops. And they are shooting him, but nothing's happening. So Rudy to the rescue again. And he shoots the werewolf with a silver bullet. And the werewolf, now a man, was happy to die. So the sister isn't a virgin, but Eugene asks if Phoebe is, so then this five-year-old has to read a hundred-year-old German incantation, and she blows that not-virgin away. Good job, Phoebe. Then the gill man pops out of the sewer and heads for Horace. Horace has a shotgun, but he still tries to hide in a store, but it's locked, and guess who's inside? The bullies from the beginning of the movie. So he sacks up, and Horace gets his redemption moment when he kills the creature. My name is Horace. As Phoebe is reading the incantation, Dracula shows up and heads straight for her. He picks her up by the face and calls her a bitch. <laughs> then Frank the monster shows up, yay, he's not dead, and grabs Dracula and throws him onto a metal spike. And Phoebe finishes the incantation. The limbo opens up and it starts sucking in Dracula. And Van Helsing is there for some reason. I guess the last time it was open, he got sucked in. Oh, well, okay. But sadly, it also sucks in Frankenstein's monster, even though Phoebe is trying to hold on to him. But as he is being sucked into limbo, she throws him her stuffed animal. It's such a sad part, and you want the Frankenstein monster to stay, but, you know, that's how it is. So then limbo closes, and everything is a mess. And guess who shows up late to the party? The army guys that little Eugene wrote to. Who's Eugene? All right, son. Where are they? Where are the monsters? Mommy came in my house. Can somebody tell me what the Sam Hill is going on around here? 
Well, we can, sir. Uh, who are you? We're the Monster Squad. Then it ends with some more awesome soundtrack over the credits. Well, that was The Monster Squad from 1987. Such a good movie. So full of like 80s nostalgia, product placements, kind of the everything you wanted to be when you were a kid. Well, when I was a kid. Kids nowadays don't have that, but I did. Uh, another movie to watch with this movie, or after this movie, is the documentary Wolfman's Got Nards. It explains a lot about this movie. Kind of why this movie was slept on. It's not as like mainstream as like the Goonies or whatnot, but it's also it's a good companion to this one. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, go to my socials, follow me, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. All my information is over at evilqueensf.com. And as always, keep watching scary movies. Good night. <laughs>